0: Stand joking too sipping and roasting is what we do light
1: them up drink them down whiskey and cigars all around cheers y'all well
2: well well, well. that sounds like the
0: start of a party oh, my and voice gentlemen. broke like a 13 year old awesome actually. Like, that's a
2: <laughs> welcome ladies and gentlemen to this fine radio program podcast and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world famous smoking and toasting welcome my friends we're all about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars and this show is the 334th That we have done, man.
0: We are like halfway to 600.
2: Yeah, and you you know that's Chris Morris when he signed our guest book at last week's anniversary show, uh, pointed out that we were halfway to 400. So that's uh, (laughs) uh, so we can go either direction. I'm I'm fine with either one. Halfway to 400. So last week was our huge anniversary show. In fact, we want to say big thanks to all of our guests last week. St. Arnold's Jill Rook, Great Heights Abbey Heim. True anomalies, Michael Duckworth, four sixes, Blair Horler, and our experts, cigar dude Alan Denny, wine connoisseur Mark Burrell, cocktail crazy man Chris Morris, and the loveliest tequila expert in the world, Liliana Rodriguez. She's so fun. All on tap with us last week. If you haven't checked out the three hundred and thirty third show, uh, go back and and find it. It is it's uh it's definitely worth your time. We had such fun doing that. And then then comes the show that follows. The big anniversary show, and and the question always what we is: We like to call the recovery show, right? But the question always is: <laughs> How do we like not just like completely? How is it not completely a letdown? Like, what can we do for the three hundred thirty fourth show? Maybe we should
0: go somewhere. I'm and thinking. that was the
2: idea. And if you have not already figured out where we are for this show, the huge CI smiley behind us. Uh, should uh, should let at least some of you know that we are at a Cigars International superstore, the most uh, recent one to open. I believe it was. Did this one open first in the Houston area or Katy? I think this one was first, and then, okay. and followed, then Katie uh, followed right them. afterwards. Well, we are very excited to be here. This is Conroe, Texas. It's about an hour north of where I live, and uh, it's uh, a pleasant drive, it's, even though the day it's was It's still kind of part of Houston, even and, though it's uh, an hour from
0: Houston. city is so gigantic, so, yeah, it's kind of like that. If you've been to so, Houston, you understand that everything
2: in Houston is an hour from Houston. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you can drive for several hours and still be in Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But in any case... Um, I am so thrilled. I've been a customer of Cigars International online for many, many years.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And,
2: and now that I... I have, think they, they were based out of uh, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? Uh, I, I think that's Originally, right. Originally, yeah. I, I get the different ones confused. But yes, I believe they may have been based out of uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, I had been in a couple of the other you know, big online retailers. I'd been in Holt's uh, store in Philadelphia. Uh, because I lived there for a couple years uh, So I'd been in Holtz And that's a really great store I'd been in JR in New York They have a JR store I haven't flagship been to either store. of those
0: I'm a little uh, jealous there But
2: had never been to a Cigars International And I have to tell you Walking into the humidor Which we did before the show started <laughs> It is <it's>, It, <laughs> it has it to be
0: 1,300 square
2: foot of humidor it, No, it's 2,700, 2700 square, foot. square foot. Was like, And I'm it has wrong. to be what it's like For a young child And their first visit to Disneyland Once you walk in Past the gates, you pay the admission. You walk into Main Street there, and you see the big, you know, castle in front of you. There's rides to the right and rides to the left. There's this sense of euphoria and joy that that child will express, and that was exactly what I expressed when I walked into the huge, <laughs> gigantic, but very spacious. Humidor here at uh, Cigars International. In I like. I
0: like to think it's like it's like like the innocence of a dog getting the zoomies in the humidor. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what you I did to actually. Like, what? What? I didn't sim, realize sim, 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 sim. I didn't realize you were watching. So uh, <laughs> no, uh, but it, you you do kind of wander around and go, oh my god, I've never tried that. I've never tried that. I've never tried that. And here on the show, I mean, it's we're a trying enough, to smoke a different cigar every week.
0: So it's a big enough humidor to where when you walk in, you look like a <laughs> like a first time tourist in New York. You're just <laughs> Around wow. it it's, it's like walking
2: <laughs> into Times Square going, yeah. what do I do now? Uh, so we each grabbed a cigar to start the show with. Ian, what did you, uh, what uh, did so, you get? So, you know,
0: I grabbed uh, on your recommendation uh, two weeks ago, actually. I grabbed mm-hmm. this uh, Nico Libre uh, by Oliva. Yes, which is and something only Cigars International has. Man. I am just past, the, um, just past the initial light on this, and it is a chocolate backed up with a spicy pepper. Bomb. That's exactly what I remember about fantastic. when I was
2: doing my review. And you know, I, I, uh, I set aside a box already. I've been a fan of boxes. the
0: Nico Libres for years. As a matter of fact, I was introduced to the Nico Libres uh, in a... Um in a variety pack that I got from CI years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is great. There was a few, like, uh, kind of more budget-friendly cigars that uh, mm-hmm. that I used to buy on a regular basis, and the Nico Libre is absolutely one of them, man. used to get it all the time. And then you pointed out to me that it was an A.J. Fernandez blend.
2: Right. It was um, an early A.J. blend yeah. uh, back when he was blending things like um, Man at War right. and some of the things before he really started doing cigars under his own name. Right. He did a number of things for CI and for, and for other uh, retailers as well and uh he uh was the initial blender yeah, don't, don't and they're sleep still on. using his blend on the regular don't sleep degloopers. on those man Wars; those are nice cigars yes too. they are yeah i just had one by the way i was going to talk about it on the show and i think I, I i got a handful of them i think i may have smoked the last one but uh you we've had the ruination before uh-huh. this was the abomination the abomination the, the bigger one you want to talk about yes. a big big cigar and i don't mean even just the size of it i mean how how big one, and bold it was yeah
0: that one walks right up next to the uh, lfd chisel and Absolutely. It's like hey what's going on <laughs>
2: hey you look like somebody i could be friends with L- lfd <laughs> gives it a nod of respect yeah uh, today i am smoking one of the and i haven't had a chance to have one of these you talked about one of them on the show i believe. I did i did re- that actually this is a few the months back though. from osgener family cigars and tim osgener uh, who's carrying on the family name uh, uh this is the uh Bosphorus, am I saying that right? Bosphorus, yes. Bosphorus. So the story behind Osner Family Cigars, I had a chance to meet Tim Osner years ago at a Cigarfish Not a Big Smoke in New York. Uh, And he was there with his father, Kano Osner, who was the guy that started the company and that CAO Cigars is named for. Uh, They ultimately sold CAO Cigars. And then uh, Tim was out of the business for a little while. His father passed away. And then Tim is now carrying on the family tradition with Osgener family cigars. And so this is the first time I've had an opportunity to grab one of these and smoke it, and I am really enjoying it. I will say I did have to touch it up. I'm touching but, up mine slightly right now, too. But that doesn't bother me as long as A, nothing gets too harsh, mm-hmm. and B, it's not this constant tending right, where right. You, can't, you can barely take a couple of Or you get barely any smoking, uh, so.
0: smoke out of it, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: so I'm finding this uh, to be quite delightful. Uh, there were a couple of other cigars that that were recommended to me by uh paul uh nuss who's the general manager here yeah we'll and have him on in we'll just have him little, on yeah. uh probably coming up in the next segment that's got to be fun uh,
0: general manager of a place uh, that sells and uh, i a full bar
2: yeah oh like, we I haven't even this. talked about this it is a full bar and we can uh walk I'm, it's not only a full bar but i see a number of things i really like you know so it's one thing to say you have a full bar if you have like a whiskey and a tequila and a rum but i see plenty of stuff and how many taps is that that's four so that's like 12 taps. 20 taps yeah oh 20 total yeah taps. it's about 20 wow. 20 twenty. that is
0: amazing so There's a bunch of taps, bottled beers they got some good stuff on taps too they got the mm-hmm. uh they, of course they got the 805 they got uh, all stat which is what i'm having the Allstat stat me yeah. and terry are having that one nice um that's that's right outside of uh, um Fredericksburg, Texas. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, right, that's right. Beautiful brewery and if you're ever out in the country The 805, country of area. course, is from California. 805 is out and there. they got got Eureka wonderful, Heights. they got the Buckle wonderful. Bunny up there. they got they got a nice selection going on. And they got gotta the usual
2: it. suspects, but they have some nice stuff to choose from outside gotta, of that. Gotta love it. Well, we're excited to talk to Paul Nuss, and I believe we're going to talk to one of the other managers here at uh, at Cigars International as well. So we'll be getting to that. We'll also be doing, as we like to do, a little bit of tasting. Uh, we're going to be trying today, uh, Ian, from Nola Brewing Company, one of our absolute favorites in New, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, uh, We're going to be trying their Berliner Weiss Raspberry and Lemon Sour Ale. That'll be the first uh, beer that we'll be trying. That sounds oddly good. (laughs) And then one that... I haven't tried it yet, but I'm almost convinced from the look of the can, which I'll show you when we get closer. I don't know if you're going to like. It's from one of our favorite breweries. It's from Lone Pint, but it's an entry in their Zythophile, uh, their uh, uh, which is a seasonal IPA. I've seen IPAs. the bottle you're talking yep. about, and it's an it, amazing looking bottle. Yes, we'll see it's, how it's, the uh, beer is. Zythophile, they smash IPA, and they also refer I to... I just
0: played a gig at Lone Pint last weekend, yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> it, you was guys, you hot. it was <laughs> yeah, so hot. I bet it was. That. And then we'll round things out beer wise with something from prairie Artisan ales uh which is a great way to round things out those guys from oklahoma city uh have produced something called pirate weekend which i already like just based on the name <laughs> right, right. Arr. 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 Uh, uh, but pirate weekend is an imperial stout and we'll be excited about that and then for our spirit today a Templeton single-barrel 10-year rye. Oh, Templeton rye is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Now, have you, you had the single-barrel 10-year? I haven't had the upgrade, right. no. So I'm excited. Uh, we will, of course, be bringing you uh, our most popular segment on the program. It's a little thing we like to call drinking news. And I'm going to tell you up front, there's no way we can top last week's story. It will <laughs> never was, happen. pretty amazing. Last week's story was the greatest drinking news story of all time. But I think you'll like today's because we're going to bring you... Go ahead. Another installment of What Not to Say on today's Drinking News. We'll talk about some cigars to watch for. And uh, uh, there's been actually a few exciting news, that, uh, news things in terms of cigar regulation and cigar pricing. There's been a few good things to talk about. So we'll talk about no, one unusual. of those. And if we have time so to get exciting to Exciting can happen, but it's yeah. not always good. Oh, and and uh, the first the first installment of what may be uh, a feature that we come back to from time to time here on the program, uh, a little thing that I like to call Bad Ideas in Brewing. Oh. And we'll be, getting to, we'll be getting to one of those. This on, sounds on, fun. Program. Yeah. And if we have time, I don't know that we will because we're going to be excited to be talking cigars with the guys from Cigars International here. But if we have time, we may get to the uh, list that Cigar Aficionado put out of the greatest cigar movie moments. <laughs> which I think will be a lot of fun nice. to talk about. So uh, so a lot of great things going on today. And uh, just curious if you want to tell me a little more about this, uh, this Nicolibre well, so, by Oliva. So
0: I did the initial light on this, and it had this great, uh, like, chocolatey pepper thing going on right off the bat. And then it just calms into this. I mean, this is, this is an absolute chocolate
2: bomb. I, I have to go back and look at my notes from when I... Reviewed that, but I think that's almost exactly. Yeah, it's what I an said.
0: absolute chocolate bomb, and it's a smooth, creamy kind of chocolate thing, and then backed by a little bit of pepper behind it that just gives it a little more interest and a little more bite to it. If it's I remember really correctly, nice.
2: I gave that cigar on the price to quality scale a seven point five, which is. That's outrageously high. Well,
0: I'm only partially way into it, and I'm I'm tending to agree already, because I think I paid uh, $7 for this or something like that.
2: For a $7 cigar to smoke like that? That's that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. I paid a little more for this one, but I'm really enjoying it. Again, this is the Bosphorus uh, from Osner Family Cigars. I'm getting—it took it a moment or two to establish itself, but once it did, it has this nice undercurrent of pepper, and then there's all kinds of interesting— Things that are kind of sort of coming and going. I'm getting a little bit of leather. I'm getting some earth. I'm also. I keep coming back to the pepper because I'm having trouble defining it. Usually you can go it's a black pepper, or it's right, a red pepper right. or what. Having trouble actually defining the pepper, but it is really wonderful on the tongue and the palate. It's not yeah. it's not too much. It's not Pepper's overdone. That's one of those funny things. I, I try I can
0: identify it kind of by where it lays on my tongue. If it's the front of my tongue, it's black pepper. If it's the back of the middle of the tongue, it's red pepper and on the outside edges it tastes more like white pepper I but, think. Uh,
2: what I'm finding about this cigar though is it's, it's kind of an adventure as the flavors sort of <laughs> right? come and go. And I mean the best way, I mean it's it's a uh, it's it's a Really interesting smoke. It's one that I would recommend. Don't smoke this while you're doing something else. This is a great cigar for when you're just sitting on the back porch or here in the uh, smoking lounge at Cigars International and just kind of like contemplating. Blowing smoke rings. Yeah, blowing smoke rings. Yeah. (laughs) But don't do this because I'll often like smoke a cigar while I'm like reading a book or, or, you know, working on, you know, some work projects on the computer or something and Mm -hmm. I'll enjoy a cigar and that's great. But save this one. For when you can savor it. When you if can you stop and think about findings. it a little bit. All right. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined uh, by some of the folks from here at uh, Cigars International, including Paul Nuss, the general manager. So we'll get to that next. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 334, and we will be right back. Welcome back. It's smoking and Toastin', uh, show number 334. We are recording the show on location today at the Cigars International Superstore in Conroe, Texas. And we're thrilled to welcome to the show uh, Mr. Paul Nuss. He is the general manager here at Cigars International in Conroe. And I understand that you managed the Fort Worth location of Cigars International before I was this one, right? one of the right?
1: managers at the Fort Worth location, and then they decided to open this one. So is this one kind of a mirror image of Fort Worth or is this completely different? Um, this one is actually completely different, different layout. It's, it's uh, a
0: little bit smaller in the lounge
2: area, right?
0: A little bit smaller in
2: the yeah.
1: lounge area, a little bit
0: bigger in the humidor area.
2: Yeah,
1: you know where the uh, cigar part counts. Right. <laughs> right. And
2: you know? and by the way, there's a huge outdoor area, which is nice. It's a warm day today, but when the weather's a little nicer, that would be a great place to, to sit. I'm out trying to remember because I
0: went to the uh, I went to that uh, the one that you used to be at, and I think the bar itself might be bigger here as well. If I'm the
1: bar itself around. is bigger. Uh, this See, one was actually a remodel. We didn't build it from the ground up. Uh, So, the layout on this one's a little bit different. We really like the way it turned out. It turned out
2: really nice. Awesome. Do I remember that you told me when we first got here today that that walk in humidor is
1: 2700? That's what I thought. Yes.
2: uh, Which I said immediately that's bigger than my apartment. We, we, Uh, We have the biggest humidor
1: in this area and we carry. 1,300 different brands of cigars.
2: I would surprise.
0: Anyone who says the size of your humidor doesn't count has a very small humidor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, When I was walking around in there, I was was struck by the fact that, you know, doing this show, uh, we generally try to smoke something different each week. Right, sure. Because uh, you know, we'll occasionally repeat something we may have done a long time ago, but by and large, we want to, you know, talk about cigars we haven't talked mm-hmm. about yet yep. uh, on the on the segment, and so that's in 334 shows. That's 334 that different gets a little bit the brands of cigars, a while, yeah. right. right? So I was shocked walking around, or pleasantly surprised at how many how many cigars you that, had in yeah. there that i had never yeah, that's I like tried before. We're and, always getting new product now. Th- and that was that was really pleasant and it's it's something against cigar stores that just kind of carry the usual suspects. Some mm-hmm. of them are very nice and have great humidors and, and and a lot of depth on those things, but i love coming in and going, "Ooh, i haven't tried that. Ooh, i haven't tried that." Ooh, Absolutely. I haven't. That is definitely Absolutely. that is a big part of the fun of coming in
1: here is seeing things that you normally don't see. We carry a lot of new product. And uh, anything new coming out, we try to get in as soon as we can.
0: So, you guys, uh, you guys also have a whole section. I love the the section over there, the five pack madness, where uh, it's just like in, well, the, uh, in the, the catalog, catalog yeah. or on the right, uh, website yeah. as well, where you can pick out five packs for a uh, uh, smaller price. You get to try a bunch of different cigars that way. It's awesome. You, yeah, you can try different
1: cigars, and essentially you get a box of cigars for eighty nine dollars, which, you know, which that's which hard you
2: to beat in anyway. any. That's, yeah, that's pretty darn awesome. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Well. Um, I was wondering when you uh, – the my introduction to Cigars International, of course, was an, as an online uh, sure. shopper. Yep. And I've bought from you guys a number mm-hmm. of times over the years. Um, do you guys here at this location, do you fulfill any of the online and catalog orders? We or, do not or that actually, all come out all, of the central all location? All that
1: comes out of uh, Pennsylvania, our central warehouse. Uh, we don't do any shipping out of the stores. Uh, but we carry – I want to say ninety percent of what's in the
2: catalog we carry it in the store. So if I'm in downtown Houston and I want uh, something from Cigars International, I can either order it online and uh, <clears throat> you know get it in a week or so, right? Or I can just take a little drive out here and pick it up today. In and you out. Pick it up today, and, and, and then you
1: can sit down and relax, have a And drink. you guys
2: are open until 12 o'clock. Yes, sir. That is yep. amazing. 12 I love o'clock it. midnight? Yes. 12 o'clock midnight. I did not know that. That's awesome. And do you have a, a decent late-night crowd? Do people come out yeah, and we smoke until you yeah. close? Yeah. A lot of people come wow. out
1: late night between, I love you know, it. after 10, actually, it picks up a little bit sometimes. <laughs> and by I, the way, the just bar. Just enough time to get that
2: last cigar yeah, in exactly. and have a, a, have a drink. Right. Well, that's good to know, because I think most places are closing around, like, 8 or 9 or so, and you're like, okay. I probably don't have time to go grab one more cigar. for the. You day.
0: know, my band rehearses uh, uh, just, just a little ways out here, and this is
2: on my way home on Wednesday, so I, you might see me late night. Yeah, perfect. I yeah. can almost guarantee it. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break and return in uh, just a few moments. A lot to talk about with Cigars International. Plus, we're going to be bringing you our brand-new segment called Bad Ideas in Brewing, and that'll be coming Ooh, up. This sounds like now. something sounds I'm going to have yeah. to write another I'm theme for. Smoking and it. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are situated in front of C.I. Smiling. That's the uh, logo behind us uh, for Cigars International. I've known of this logo for a long time. In fact, I've, I've got various paraphernalia with this logo on it at home because sometimes when you're ordering online from Cigars International, they'll give you a, a, you know, a hat or yeah, something if you buy a box of cigars or something. So it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. I noticed, by the way, uh, and we'll ask them about this when uh, Paul comes uh, back for another segment, uh, but I noticed the big sign, the first thing I noticed when I walked in said, buy, cigars, buy five cigars, get the sixth one free. I forgot about that. I I made a huge error, and I bought three cigars. Yes. (laughs) Okay, we should have pulled pulled our resources, and one of those cigars would have been free. Oh, well, we'll we'll get back to that. Um, In the meantime, uh, I'd like to bring a new segment, and I know I didn't give you a heads up about this, so I didn't give you time to work on a a musical theme, but maybe in the future. What is the segment called? The segment is called Bad Ideas in Brewing.
0: I don't know. I'll come up with something oh, for next uh, time. Uh, I but was, I love I love the premise already. Yeah,
2: I, I was even thinking it could be something you know very punk rock like bad ideas, bad ideas, <laughs> bad ideas in brewing. All right, I'll see if I could turn that into okay, a song. It yeah. doesn't
0: sound like it'd be that difficult.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, most punk rock songs are not that difficult as as I recall. So, uh, all right, listen. If we had been doing this feature, you know, before today, we would have had a chance to bring you bad ideas in brewing for things like corn dog and funnel cake beer. That's a real thing. It exists. Remember Natty Daddy? Yeah. The 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 yeah. super high uh ABV uh, of, Natty, uh, light Natty Light or Natty yeah. Natural Natty whatever. Yeah, Natty yeah. whatever it was. Natty Daddy was the Yeah, <laughs> the, I had a picture of that somewhere. It yeah. was Ooh. funny. That doesn't sound good. I didn't very try good. it. No, I didn't. No, try it. it doesn't sound very good. It sounds like it's creeping into the malt but liquor you know, territory. Didn't, didn't Budweiser
0: do the same thing? Was it a, a
2: Select or something like oh, that? They, was they the tried same exact thing. Right. It was their attempt to show, hey, we can do craft, too. They did the Budweiser was Select not, Series. Not good. And none of them were any good. Not good. It, it was... It was uh, we might have uh, been able to do an episode or of the uh, Bad Ideas in Brewing around deer antler beer. Oh, well. Uh, I don't think that I sounds, am that sounds interested like something. in beer made from deer antlers. Yeah, that's a. Uh, but scary. in the world of bad brewing concepts, ideas that nobody was asking for, and nobody needs, there's a new entry. It's called... La grilla, which is Spanish for the grilla. Huh. Uh, but I can translate further if you like. What? It's Spanish for the cricket. The, uh, it is a dark Mexican ale beer that is insect based. Uh, uh. It is made from
0: crickets. Uh, you know, so I, I, I do believe in a lot of countries uh, there are insects that people eat. And crickets mm-hmm. are not that exotic compared to some things, but um, I'm not sure that I want beer made out. So the idea of
2: using crickets as the Look, raw wait, material for beer... do you, do you have some beer. today? Is this like the... No, the... no. I, I, I'm not even sure you can get it in, uh, in the United States yet, <laughs> but um, the idea of using crickets as the raw material for a beer arose in the central Mexican city of uh, uh when a company that offers insect-based food products called Santana approached Alejandro Rivera a founding partner of Mexican craft brewer uh, Cerveza Punto Medio and they came to them about the concept the possibility of brewing an insect-based beer basically they use ground crickets in the beer and
0: when no one in this story had the, these are not crickets that live on the ground. These are crickets that are actually crickets ground that have up. been
2: ground up. Yes, gotcha. I just want to make sure that we understood that difference. And when right nobody there. in this uh, entire story had the courage to say no, a bad <laughs> idea in brewing was born. And uh, now that insect beer concept has been unleashed upon the world, and it could be, <coughs> it could be that there's no turning back. Beer with toasted crickets. With toasted, yeah. I'm gonna go. They have to be
0: toasted. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go like out on a limb. These are not here. fresh ground. Mm-hmm. These are not. These are not. Uh, right. uh, uh, well done. These are toasted, lightly killed,
2: <laughs> and then ground to <laughs> ground to a fine powder. I'm That's... gonna go out on a limb here and say that anything that crawls on six legs, can leap or has tentacles, should never be in your beer. Whether deliberately or by mistake, and and I'm gonna you know listen, I love calamari, but I don't want a calamari beer. I just don't. There are some things that are better left unbrewed. Uh, something's fishy unbrood. about that idea. So we could call this segment instead of calling it "Bad Ideas of Brewing," we could call it <laughs> "Some Things Are Better Left Unbrewed." Maybe that'll be a maybe that'll just be the
0: tagline for the segment. Some things are better left. I love that. Bad
2: ideas in brewing Dude, because you, some you're things are on it today. Some things are better left unbrewed. <laughs> and I think I think we know what all of that is. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about I'm curious about your take on this Oliva cigar uh, the uh, Nicolibre by Oliva so because t- I loved it so I've much.
0: I've tended I, it twice. You loved it so much you brought me one uh-huh. just to share the love. Mm-hmm. I have tended it twice um, and that's really not bothering me because the flavor on this is so good. It's uh, it, the flavor palette is expanding a little there's a lot of coffee going on in this as well um and you get that kind of like medium roast coffee bitterness on the end with a little pepper going on um and the chocolate side of it i can't talk about that enough the chocolate has turned more towards a uh, like a baking chocolate like a, a slightly bitter darker chocolate going on right now whereas it started right. off a little creamier at the beginning and uh, i can't say enough about these i haven't had this is the this is the one that's um uh, by Oliva, the Nico Libre by Oliva now instead of the.
2: Uh, and the they have. I have not one. tried one, but I don't remember if I bought one or not. If I didn't, I'm going back in and buying one to try. Uh, they also have the uh, Nico Libre by Aganor Salief. I saw that. So, I um, saw that. Except that, that's another. Aganor Salief makes great cigars. And, and we really just can't say enough good about Oliva. I mean, these guys. These guys don't get into the the um, convention of releasing a new cigar every month releasing a new style every month they're very deliberate about what they do but i will mention that not only here at cigars international do they have the oliva um, the nico libre by oliva they also have some olivas that were made specifically for cigars international that are are oliva cigars but they're Brands that you can't just buy anywhere else. I saw
0: that. Yeah. It's a little startling to see Oliva's name on cigars that I've never seen before. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. What's and, going on here? And uh, so it
2: just, uh, for me, it just goes to show, and they're not the only company that does that, well, but C-I, it just goes to show that. CI
0: is a powerhouse in the, uh, in the uh, cigar sure. sales industries, online sales and everything else. They're such a powerhouse that uh, they can conscript those things, uh, mm-hmm. I guess would be the word you say.
2: And there are a lot of uh, cigar shops, particularly. Some of the larger ones who get their own blend. Mm-hmm. Well, even uh, our buddy Chris some Hart Small ones, yeah. Has had uh, cigars done mm-hmm. uh, that he worked with Matt Booth, I think. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, um, the cigars, while delicious, were not that well constructed. And the construction was yeah, uh, a little a off. Problem with Well, that.
0: I think that's one of the problems when you're doing small batches, too, mm-hmm. is, is like you really have to watch where. Where it's uh, going to be
2: made and... 100%. And those kind of things, yeah. Absolutely. So Ian has poured for us our first beer for the show, and this one comes from a brewery that we're all fans of, and uh, uh, when I was in New Orleans several months ago uh, with my wife and some friends, uh, I made sure to try every NOLA beer I could find, Uh, but most of them... Wind up being available in our uh, in our shops mm-hmm. and, uh, and stuff here in uh, in Houston. If you are in a place where you can't find Nola, uh, where they don't ship to your state, I recommend anytime you're in a state that has them, grab some. Oh and yeah, try. yeah. They have uh, amazing uh, IPAs. They've got a. Uh, uh, lager that is just out of this world and they've done some interesting uh things with fruit as well and that's a little bit of what this is this is a berlin rice but it is raspberry and lemon sour ale have you done your research Yeah, uh, i've been
0: doing research on this and what's interesting is raspberry and lemon and look at the color of this it's yeah it's like it's like a blush almost it's mm-hmm. really interesting um I will tell you, this is the sour uh, side, or not the sour, but the, kind of the bitter side of the blueberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because there's just enough of that to, to leave it in there. It's really nice uh, flavor in the background. The lemon, almost any time you say there's lemon in beer, you're going to get I'm that tartness. Completely turned off by it. Yeah, you know this is actually really nice. This is more like a tart summer drink. And uh, if you gave me this and didn't tell me it was beer,
2: I may not. Right, you, I may not know. You almost, you almost think it might be a cocktail of some sort. Um, like, I know what you're saying about lemon because, for example, I'm not a fan of, um, even though I love a lot of their beers. Uh, Sam Adams has a summer ale that uh-huh. has lemon in it, and I'm just not a fan. Like to me, try or the summer like ale the without the lemon. and Kugel's you know? summer shandy and things like that. Some people right. really like that. I've just never been a fan of it. I'll also mention that when it comes to sours. Uh, I am more of a fan of the Berliner Weiss style of sour I do like that Than the, I am of the uh, There's like something Like the straight ahead Straight sour. ahead like sour and, and don't get me wrong I like some of those beers as well But there's something about the crisp snap of a the, the, the Berliner Weiss Sour rice. comes
0: across more as a, Like I know there's a weird distinction here But more tart
2: than, uh, mm-hmm. than just plain sour it's I a, agree I will say I can pick out both the raspberry and the lemon flavors very distinctly.
0: When you get a really nice, uh, really nicely made lemonade that's got just the right amount of <laughs> oh, sour yes. and not too much sugar, you know, uh-huh. it's so good. This is this is kind of riding that borderline right there, that gray line, and it's it's pretty nice. It's uh, I'm surprised at
2: myself for liking this as yeah, much as I. I'm going to say I like it quite a bit. Uh, it is definitely something you should try. And if you like it, maybe it's six-pack worthy. I could see I could see getting a six-pack of these and putting them in the beer fridge. I could see that. Like. Ice cold by the pool? Come on. yeah, yeah Oh, yeah. A perfect <laughs> pool beer. You're 100% and right. And it's not arguing with my
0: cigar either. <laughs> right. And which that's, is interesting. That's interesting for a sour. Yeah, sours a lot of times don't get along
2: with the cigars very well. 100%. And I will also say that when it comes to pool beers, I think we should maybe work on doing a list. I've got a list that I ha- we haven't had a chance to share it on the show yet, but it's the ultimate uh, guide to shower beers. And shower beers basically are, if you've gone for a workout or maybe riding your mountain bike or uh-huh. something, where are going to get out there, you're going to get sweaty, oh, yeah. you're going to get in the shower afterwards, what's the perfect sh- beer to have in the shower with you? Because you and know drink that it that beer is going to
0: go down real
2: fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were doing the... Um, we were doing the anniversary show last week. Yes. And I would stuck some beers in a cooler just for us to have, not necessarily for tasting on the show, but just to enjoy. And we had some of the Brooklyn uh, Brewery Summer Ale. That was really good. And I'd been outside working on setting things up and struggling with tablecloths, which we ultimately jettisoned. Uh, and I was super hot. I came back in. I grabbed one of those. It was ice cold out of the cooler. And it was one of the greatest beers I've ever had in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I understand it was situation. I have this,
0: I have this visual of you pulling the uh, pulling the beer out of the cooler and then throwing your hair this way and getting the It was kind
2: of like that. Sweat, yeah. you know. Yeah. In fact, my hair in my mind was much longer than I was throwing it back right. over.
0: I'm not I'm not saying we had a good time last week, but I'm looking at my ukulele and there are spots of beer all over (laughs) that's
2: good to know i probably
0: need to clean this thing up a a little bit soaked ukulele (laughs) i can see the spots i can
2: see them some cigars to watch for that you may want to be on the lookout for i would imagine you'll be able to find uh most of these here at cigars international or wherever you shop uh but espinosa premium cigars has added to its armory of armament themed smokes with the new 601 Labamba Warhead 9, which started shipping to retailers recently. It's part of their limited edition uh, La 601 Bombas La good, Warhead yeah. series, which first came out in 2013. It's a 6x56 cigar, and Warhead 9 is a Perfecto with a sharply pointed head and a wide-tapered bottom that kind of looks like a bomb. Like right, a bomb you right. might drop from the air, right? It is made by... <laughs> A.J. Fernandez and his San Lotano factory. We need, have, we need to have we have a
0: little counter in the corner every time we say A.J. Fernandez. Mm-hmm. We get a little tick in the corner, mm-hmm. you know?
2: A.J. references AJ, per show. The A.J. count. I, I like that. <laughs> Ships in boxes of 10. Retail price is about $13 per cigar, or 130 for the box. And then moving on to a slightly more expensive cigar, it's the second installment of the four-part series of seasonally-themed smokes, from Avo by Davidoff. And it is now av- uh, available in stores as of about a week ago. Uh, and it is their summer cigar. Now, you reviewed the spring, if I, I did, recall. I did. And you really liked
0: it. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. Um, and so I'll go. I'll definitely try this. I mean, You know what? The, the, if I remember correctly, the one I had was pretty pricey. It was like $18, I think. Well, I believe that's correct, yes. And, uh, and, and Steve talked me into it up there. <laughs> he was like, but if you really want to try something fun. But yep. yeah, it was absolutely fantastic.
2: It's 18 bucks or 180 per box, and yeah. it is uh, uh, available now. It's a dark brown Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper atop a Mexican San Andres binder and all Dominican filler. So that's something uh, to be looking for. And uh, do I still have a minute? Okay. Uh, we mentioned Oliva uh, earlier and how they're not doing... Uh, that many new cigars, but they are deciding that, yes, you can spend a lot of money on an Oliva cigar now if you want to. Uh, Their newest cigar is a tribute to the Roaring Twenties, and uh, during the Roaring Twenties, people danced, smoked, and celebrated while the economy boomed. Uh, Now, a century or so later, Oliva is reducing a cigar named for those times, and it's adorned with gold that you can actually smoke. Nice. Smokable gold. Cavalier three, Geneva did that for three, a while. Yeah, $300, oh, the label. 300 bucks per cigar. Oh. Uh, but the calling card is the bottom half of the Perfecto that looks like it's wrapped in a sheet of uh, gold foil, but it's not because it's real gold and you it's just meant keep to be smoking. smoked with the cigar itself. So, again, Ian, I know you have a Christmas list going for me of things that... I do, know, I do, I do. I like, it's, it's my list of potential... Cruise gifts. Christmas gifts, yes, yes. and uh, you feel free to add the Oliva uh, Cigar Company Roaring Twenties Super Limited Edition. All right, we'll be right <laughs> yeah. back. Smoking and toasting, we are on location at Cigars International in Conroe, Texas. We got a lot to do on this show, so we'll be back to do more of it next. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. We are on location at Cigars International, Conroe, Texas, their brand new superstore which just opened, and Ian and I have already shopped at, and I will be doing more shopping when we are done. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I actually had him set aside a box of those cigars that you're smoking right now. (laughs) I'm going to buy a box and take it home. Um, So even though we are losing, as we talked about on last week's show, one of my all-time favorite seasonal things... Which is the yearly Christmas ale oh, from Anchor that makes uh, me Brewing? Sad, yes. It is very sad, but I am happy to report that one of my all-time favorite seasonal things is actually returning. It's the cigar from Casada Cigars that is called the Oktoberfest. I love. And they those. are back now. I remember missed that. Twenty sixteen
0: was such a legendary blend. Oh, it
2: was fantastic, and some of the. Subsequent years, I didn't like as much, but they were all pretty good. So
0: the 2016 and 27, 2017, I think, is when they changed the label to white. Yes. And then I didn't enjoy them as much as that blue label 2016. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you can still find a, a store that has some of
2: those. Right. Absolutely. And when I do, I buy them yeah, all. <laughs> snap them up. <laughs> um, the new Quesada uh, Oktoberfest. Will is uh, available for pre-order at the PCA trade show, and uh, they will have it in three size: a five and a half inch, fifty-two ring gauge, uh, which is the Bavarian. They will have the dust Boot, which is six by fifty-two, sell for about eleven bucks, and the hefty Uber, six by sixty-five. The, the, uh, yeah. the Uber was my favorite, cause which it's is such still a
0: ridiculous looking little. Cigar. Which is
2: still under twelve dollars. It's a uh, yep. retail price suggested. They a, came in a little age. keg, didn't they? <laughs> yep. There's also going to be, by the way, a uh, fourth size... Actually, the keg that you're thinking of was their Holiday Cigar. Oh, okay. Remember they had one that they released for the holiday season gotcha. for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Uh, and that one always came in the uh, keg, which I remember buying one of those too. Uh, there will also be a Salomon Press size, uh, but that's available for the event only at PCA, uh, and it will be six and three quarter by fifty, with an unusual head and foot that bulges outward and a tapered midsection, which is also flatly pressed, making it kind of look like a barbell. <laughs> it's very interesting. That's it's fun because yeah. the shapes on there are really fun. Uh, dark Mexican San Andres wrapper. And all Dominican uh, tobacco in the cigar. So that's one to look for. That's, yeah. a, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I will. And it, it's for whatever reason, I don't find these in every cigar shop. Maybe it's because it's a fairly the limited quality. Yeah, In general, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't know that
0: they have a, a very expansive
2: line, but everything I've had from them is pretty, pretty solid. They do have some really wonderful cigars. And speaking of cigars, Nevada has joined the list of states that are doing something sensible when it comes to cigars. And they have signed into law a cap on cigar taxes at $0.50 cents per cigar. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. It, it goes into effect uh, on the 1st of July. And it's uh, so now. And it's just absolutely uh, a wonderful thing. Now, how many New York politicians do you think are oh, like freaking out about that? Oh, yeah. And this is not the first of these. There have been a couple of states that have uh, put a cap on cigar taxes or actually brought them down. In fact, they're saying that in Nevada... If you buy a cigar now that this is in place, it's actually going to be less expensive than if you bought it last week before this went into place. Wow. So that's a pretty cool thing. It's yeah, good to save see. a
0: few pennies here and there. As much as cigar prices in general have gone up, uh, industry-wide, that's not pointing a finger at anybody. Uh, uh, no. You know, anyway, but as much as they've gone up industry-wide,
2: <laughs> it's nice to have a little bit of a break. And one of the things that cigars, are, unfortunately, are subject to is what... Uh, politicians call the sin tax. Oh yeah. No politician wants to run for re-election after having voted to raise your income taxes. That's right. But they sneak these tax increases in into things that they call the sin tax. So it's on alcohol, it's on cigarettes, it's on um, you know the uh, the cigars. So it's nice to see there's some actual common sense stuff right. going on in certain states. And hats off. Uh, hats off to Nevada. Texas is a relatively, Texas and Pennsylvania both are relatively friendly uh, to cigars. Right, right. Uh, and Pennsylvania, I think, station. grows tobacco leaves. So well, and there's, right. and so the, part of their, industry. their lobby is going to be more powerful there because yeah. of that. And uh, it's one of the reasons that you see so many uh, mail order uh, shops. Right. Like of Cigars International, area. like Holtz, based out of Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I always get excited when a, uh, a box shows up at my house, and and I look at it, and it says it's from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm like, (laughs) I know what that is. I know what that is. That's (laughs) That's right. It's so much fun to open to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, what you really should experience, if you haven't, is a humidor, the size and the quality of what they have here at Cigars International. And when I say size, 2,700 square feet, when I (laughs) say quality, it's about how many great-looking smokes, all of the ones, their A.J. Fernandez section was Fabulous, yeah. Uh, But there's so many great things. So uh, we encourage you to come and check it out and try it and uh, uh, to talk with Paul, who I think we're going to get back on for the next segment so we can talk cigars a little bit. Uh, But thank you for being a part of our program. We are smoking and toasting. We're on location at Cigars International, and we will be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting show number 334, as Ian so uh, deftly pointed out earlier, halfway to 600. Uh, we are grad- glad to be out at Cigars International, Conroe, Texas. And is this the fourth uh, retail location for Cigars this International? Is is this number is 10. Number 10? Number 10. All right, so I know you've got two in the greater Houston area. You got a couple in the Dallas area. One in Fort Worth, one one, in Dallas, one in San Antonio, San Antonio. And then where beyond those?
1: Uh, We've got two in Florida and Tampa, and then we've got three in Pennsylvania as well. Wow, that's
2: uh, that's very impressive. Uh, Yeah, this is quite especially because your stores have a tendency to be so large and so you know well stocked. I mean, that's a lot of cigars. That's a lot of cigars. Yeah, Yeah. we just we
1: just expanded our warehouse. They just. Installed a
2: new uh, 140,000 square foot warehouse in Pennsylvania. We've been reading that um, cigar sales in the U.S. have continued to climb over the past several uh, several years. They have. Yeah. Do you see that trend continuing, or do you think there'll be a, a leveling off place as you know there just becomes more and more places to get them, but not necessarily more smokers? Or do you think you think the whole trend is continuing? Because we're see- almost at a mini boom. We are in a mini, yeah. We definitely are
1: in a mini-boom. I see it continuing to go up. Um, Every day we get people coming in that are brand-new smokers, you know, and we work with them, get them in, involved, you know, get them at entry-level stuff, you know, yeah. so the lighter stuff. Here,
2: try this one called the chisel.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, probably not for the first time. No, then they don't come back. No. Right, right. <laughs> you know, for, for those of you out there who are curious about cigars, um, if you're listening to this, man, your local cigar shops, whether it's CI or just a mom and pops down the road or whatever, when you walk in, don't walk in with the attitude they're just trying to sell you something. I mean, well, I mean, they are. But the truth is, um, you're walking into the shop to buy something. So, uh, what a, what a uh, cigar shop's going to do, what the employees are going to do, is they're going to listen to what you like, the kind of flavors you like. If you're a first time smoker, they're going to suggest cigars that are going to be great for that. Like you made the joke about the chisel. That's one of the biggest, uh, boldest cigars you can get, not for the first timer. And. Um, I had a, a buddy of mine that came up to me. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine uh, that came up to me the other day. He's like, "Oh, I bought this at the uh, cigar shop the other day," and he showed me a Punch Diablo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, "You know, you don't smoke very often." He goes, "No," but the guy said it was really good. I was like, "Why don't I trade you a couple lighter cigars for that?" And I did, like, because because most most places really want you to come back. They want to get that business, and they want you to, you exactly. know. Come back, and they're not there
2: to just take your money, right? Yeah. And and if you've been to a place like this one, what I really love is you can walk in and I can say, uh, to Paul, I'm looking for something new. What I really like is this, and he can immediately say, Here are several things you might be willing to try. By the way, uh, Paul, please introduce your uh, co manager here. <laughs> this is my AGM, Joey
1: Aponte.
2: Aponte I- is how you say it last time, Aponte. 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 Yes, sir. All right. Joe, uh, welcome. What's your uh, cigar background?
0: Um, I started smoking cigars on the year my daughter got married. Um, it was a family thing. We just decided to kind of pick it up. My brother-in-law was into it, and uh, my first cigar was actually an Oriental Bean
2: Malagueño. Oh well, there's no point in like <laughs> s- <laughs> starting he with. You started right out. Yeah. It is. Starting big. That's a great cigar. It wow, is, yeah, absolutely, it is. Wow, what are you smoking today?
0: I got a CAO Pilon. A Pilon, yeah, yeah. Very so,
2: smooth. I mean, they only made five
0: thousand boxes.
2: So, uh, mm-hmm. I've had one of the Pilons, but not that size. So it was a more like a Robusto, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: A little bit of sweetness to them. Yes, That's yes. A, yeah. It was very,
2: very nice cigar, and you know, CAO, to me, is one of those... You know, I was a huge CAO fan back when the Osgeners owned it. Yep. And I felt like they went through a little bit of a identity and quality crisis for a while after it was sold. But they, like several other companies, though, that yeah, has yeah. happened to, they seem to have really righted the ship. Some of the things that they put they really out have. in and the last so few years, stuff, I feel like yeah. are
0: really good. Some oh, of the yeah. new flavors, the Bones, are fantastic. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like
1: the Sessions, yeah. I feel like they long.
2: really kind of started on this path of uh, of coming back to being as good as they once were when they started releasing all of those that were automotive themed uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah yeah the, you know uh, all the the flat flatheads, heads, yes, the, that's it. The steelheads, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Those, there's some really good cigars in there. Ian, while you pour us some of this whiskey, because we're going to taste done. this Templeton Ten Year <laughs> Rye. Oh, well, in that case, let's go right to it. I was going to talk about uh, uh, cigar moments in movies from this excellent list from Cigar Aficionado, but let's talk. Let's talk whiskey first. Um, so
0: first off, Templeton Rye is as classic a rye as it gets, and this one's dressed up in a couple ways. This is a single barrel ten year reserve. Mm -hmm. with a numbered bottle, and uh, it's got a tie on. It's it's literally dressed up. It's got a little bolo going on right there, (laughs) so... Uh, yeah. Almost Texas style there. At that and point. I want to apologize for putting you at risk today. So yeah, you didn't you didn't clear the top. I did, however, manage to, to take the plastic off without cutting myself, and also pour pour out the neck of the bottle. Like you usually take care of those things at home, right? When uh, you bring a whiskey, so that we don't have to go through the you know there, the you trouble. Know, there are OSHA
2: requirements. There are things right, that right, have right. to you be know, that's you know, right. Yeah, yeah that have to <laughs> be taken care of. So, <laughs> but I, I, only, didn't, I, I didn't. I not only clear that, but I also clear some of the whiskey or right, rum the neck, or whatever, so that the So the there's neck. less spillage and right, things exactly. like that. Just, I, yeah. I'm I think all about I did safety. pretty well. You, know, you
1: don't want any blood in the whiskey either. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But I have not
2: tried this, is what I'm getting I at. I haven't so. tried
0: this one either. So, um, And I haven't done my research on this yet, but it smells fantastic. Yeah, it smells like that. Rice yeah, spice is so nice. Yeah. But it's also uh, a little oakier smelling than what you're normally... Uh, getting in a Templeton wow. rye. It's also substantially darker than the than the regular have you um, tasted it Templeton. Yet? I have not. I've been talking. Uh, I
2: I, I, I'm, I got to stop doing. I it. actually got you talking so I could taste it, which is the opposite of how that usually goes. Oh, so,
0: yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, oh, it's. It's, good. it's got like a, a tobaccoy kind of aftertaste. It really to it. does. So good. Reminds like me of brown um, sugar
2: and yeah. Reminds me a little like bit of brown this. sugar. Yeah, I was going to say it reminds me a little bit of the cigar malt, but it's a it's a rye, so mm-hmm. it's got a whole different rye complexity yeah, to mm. it. But <laughs> um, I like spicy rye. I still remember the one you bought me that Angel's Envy uh, special yeah, rye yeah, that, that was... I still have a tiny bit of left <laughs> that, that I'm <laughs> saving and savoring. Uh, uh, but I think I so even good. had them put "Merry Christmas" to you on the you bottle did, on that did. one. <laughs> you put my name and my wife's on it. It was uh, we've we've yeah uh, it was it was really cool. But uh, but really, ryes are i think some of the most interesting whiskeys in terms of the flavor profile just because of that spiciness it you just rye has a spiciness to
0: it that that you know some people absolutely don't like it i i'm a fan of it i love it it makes great mixed drinks too it does Uh, so i can only imagine what an old-fashioned with this would be like it'd be pretty amazing you might think well it's a 10-year rye why would you mix
2: it well because better ingredients. Speaking of which, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? yeah, Speaking of right. which, by the way, I am uh, I am working on a new cocktail, and I think I've got it almost perfected. And so I, I explain uh, sometimes that uh, I love cocktails. Um, I am not in any way, shape, or form a mix master or a, a cocktail expert. We can't uh, call you mix master, cruise. You you really can't. You really can't. Not not honestly, but. I have, I that does have, have learned, a slightly
0: different connotation. I have it.
2: learned to make several cocktails, and I've learned to make them really, really well. And they're all pretty simple because I'm not you know, available to go out and harvest the uh, Liberian lychee nuts that only grow on one side of a <laughs> shaded mountain and things like that, like our buddy uh, and at, at Chris, Chris Morris, Morris. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what I did is I, uh, my wife actually ordered a cocktail. We were out to dinner the other night. Uh, and it was uh, called an Orbit's uh, Cosmo, mm-hmm. Orbit being the um, uh, the mascot for the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, oh, try this. It's really good. So I tried it. It was really good. And so I went to the little menu and snapped a picture of what they said was in it. Oh, and Not you... knowing how much of which right, was in you it. You got some room to right, play, right? right? So I've been experimenting and then... Uh, my wife came up with the idea of uh, a splash of Topo Chico, which made it even better. So now it's almost like an orange crush. It's oh, really, ooh. it's really wonderful. Yeah, and that so sounds, we're, I'm close awesome. to perfection. And once I feel like I have nailed it, I will uh, bring the ingredients onto the show, and I will make the Cruise and Mary Cosmo just for you. Well, you know, I could turn this into a cocktail right now if I had one piece of ice. Yeah. Well, you know, I know, I know that's <laughs> how you. <laughs> that's I know that's how you are a cocktail master. That's, that's my yeah. idea of a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> Guys,
2: do you find that uh, your more average or typical cigar, uh, cigars international customer, is a more experienced smoker, or is it more general? Uh, another way of asking the question would be: uh, Is are cigars like Macanudo and and some of the you know milder cigars are they your best sellers, or is it the you know the really cool boutique stuff? Or uh, what what do you see primarily here?
1: Around here, we get a real mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got guys that, like I said, that are just starting out. You know, we can recommend, you know, we go for the Macanudo, you know, some of sure. the lighter stuff, the mm-hmm. cafe, that kind Gavals, of thing. Like that. You know, but we've got no, a Fuente lot of guys that come in that have been smoking good, like, for mm-hmm. years also, you know, and they, they know
2: their sticks. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. Um, I, I'm just wondering because I, I continue to see that generally the lighter cigars the Macanudos and things like that although Macanudo does have some cigars that are not as light but mm-hmm. uh but it is the lighter selling stuff that still seems to be the biggest sellers uh it, you know just nationally in terms of yep. of cigars mm-hmm. yeah but when you read any of the magazines or go into the online stuff everybody seems to be talking about the really interesting boutique stuff that's stronger that's a, yeah, right. I, so yep. i just i just wonder sometimes what the what the flow of traffic looks like on a general day and you're saying you get a little bit of all of it. On, on a general day yeah. we get a real mix of
1: everything yeah i mean guys looking for a full body and you know people starting out like i
2: said one of the things uh, that i uh saw noted with interest when i walked into your humidor i think this is the first place that i've been where the uh the cash register the checkout is in the humidor oh yeah you don't Absolutely. even have to leave the humidor yeah. with your cigars yeah. and uh, and send oh, them down yeah. the counter somewhere and that's one of I the things really like cool. one of the things CI is really wanting
0: to have like CI wants to have the experience they want the, they want the customer to come in and have a pleasant experience from everything that's involved in cigar
1: culture. Mm-hmm. So we try to make that as, you know, easy of a transition for them as possible.
0: Right. So that's why the registers are inside there. The bar is fully staffed. We have seats that you could come in. We're we'll open late, so then people could come in after dinner Which or whatever. Which is You know, yeah. and then just sit down and enjoy the atmosphere. So we want to have that experience. Um, you guys have a, a really nice selection of uh, whiskey and scotch. I'm looking at some of your selections up there, the... Yeah, Balvenie. I see the uh, is that the Caribbean cask up there. That's yeah, such a great whiskey. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah. There's, uh, you got some Lafrague up there, which is really nice, by the way, you with a cigar. You see the, the uh, Dalmore. Yep. I'm sure one of those is cigar malt, right? Yep. Yep.
2: It's so good. So oh good. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I see a few uh, nice tequilas over there yeah. as well. I see oh, some, absolutely. Some Don Julio, and I'm, I'm a big tequila fan. In fact, tequila was the first spirit that I really got into with cigars. Okay. And uh, marrying the tequila and cigars. But these days i'm into pretty much all of it. it looks like they
0: have your angels envy rye up there except for malort we do.
2: not really we do. into the malort cigar the malort cigar period. Yeah. have, yeah. you, have yeah. you guys I tried know. malort yeah i'll have to bring it
0: out sometime yeah uh,
2: or, or or don't, <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> it's just it's really Cruz was like you don't it's really quite <laughs> terrible <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's, okay. it's something that you either have to live in chicago or have a buddy who likes to prank you one of the two there's, there's no other time or excuse for there being money. but apparently in chicago they do actually go to bars and order this of their own free will, which is <laughs> a huge bizarre. surprise. Yeah, a huge it's, surprise to me. Bizarre. But I wouldn't recommend stocking it. I don't think it'll be a big seller. That's it's, all it's, it's aged on wormwood, it's yeah. fully noted. Duly so, yep. yeah. noted. So this is, uh, this is great fun, you guys. We are uh, loving being here. And uh, I'm going to love going back into the humidor again when the show is over and uh, yes, doing a little more shopping. But uh, we are going to take a break and come back momentarily. This is the program called... Smoking and toasting. It's our 334th episode, and we are all about cigars, craft beer, and fine spirits. I love those things. Nice. we Great will things return. Nice. Love this oh, Templeton Rye. So good. That's right. Really we'll be right back. back ladies and gentlemen it is smoking and toasting our show is all about craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars ian's going to pour some of that craft beer and not having tasted this one yet i don't know whether this is going to fight with our cigars or not sometimes we're going to find your ipas find do struggle a bit uh, with cigars yeah. but if uh, if so we'll just take a little break um, while he's passing those out and we'll start tasting here in just a moment I love this list from Cigar Aficionado of great cigar movie moments. And they have a tendency to categorize them. So I'll share a couple of these with you while Ian's pouring. Uh, they say the longest smoke. Uh, they're crediting to Robert Mitchum in the movie The Longest Day. Uh, he arrives on Omaha Beach with a cigar at the re- at the ready. And uh, then he twiddles and chews it throughout D-Day but doesn't light it until they've secured the beach. Hmm. Probably, uh, Probably good. Most satisfying relight. <laughs> any, any Al Pacino is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes. Albert Finney in Miller's Crossing. Yep. Most satisfying okay. cigar yep. uh, relay. He's preparing for bed with a cigar a brandy, and Danny Boy on the Victrola when he, of course, sniffs out a home invasion, stubs a cigar, stashes it in the pocket of his robe, and then proceeds to snuff out a gaggle of hoods with a Tommy gun. <laughs> then once his work is done, he pulls once, the cigar back, back out. out of the robe. Once his work is done. And that is the most satisfying yeah, relay. Al Pacino also, for the most surprising, Supporting f bombs with a cigar uh, in Scarface, <laughs> uh, whether in a nightclub or a giant bathtub, Al Pacino as uh, yeah. my uh, Miami Cokes are, spews out a cloud of smoke and obscenities. They write yeah. that is likely yeah. still floating above Southern Florida. Tony <laughs> Montana. <laughs> and uh, then just before we try the uh, beer, I will also mention the most menacing cigar uh, is Clint Eastwood's in a fistful of dollars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quite a Clint few. <laughs> Quite a few Eastwood movies where he's, uh, you know, chomping Tell on the uh, skinny cigar, oh, but, yeah. uh, but oh, and I just got to do at least one more. Most annoying movie patron, Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. Oh yeah, where he sits in the movie and laughs and smokes a cigar and annoys the crap out of everyone around yeah. him. So, all right, Ian, have you tried this yet? I did. All right, um, it is the Xythophile series. It's a Smash IPA. They do. Uh, <laughs> These are all limited releases, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm gonna. My prediction is that you're not gonna like this one. Very so this much.
0: is a smash IPA with a huge multi presence right up front and oh, sure sweetness does. on the finish. And you know what? That I was not expecting even yeah. remotely coming in at six point seven um, alcohol percent alcohol by volume. And I should
2: mention, by the way, this is one of for both of us one of our absolute favorite breweries. Oh, yeah. Lone Pine Brewery out of Magnolia, Texas.
0: So so good there. Uh, It was so funny. We played a gig there, and it was so hot. They were like, hey, uh, if you guys need to cool off, you can step into our cooler. It's 36 degrees. (laughs) Oh, that sounds good. It didn't take long to cool off in the cooler.
2: That was nice. Which reminds me, you know, we had uh, uh, several weeks ago, the studio was really hot. There was an air conditioning Uh problem in the building. And that was when I discovered what I should have discovered when i was a kid i remember as a kid i'd be hot i'd go open the refrigerator door and stand in front of the refrigerator well that's ridiculous open the freezer it's way better <laughs> you, you, you cool off much faster much uh, more efficient much and, more and so i would much imagine more. the same thing for the cooler uh what do you think of the Zythophile? i, I think it's IPA? delicious it's yeah. and it,
0: oddly it doesn't it's a big enough and malty enough ipa where it doesn't uh it doesn't crash fight with the cigar doesn't crash with the cigar much no it
1: really doesn't
0: It brings out a little of the pepper in the cigar, a little more of the pepper in the cigar, but that's not a bad thing because the cigar is so chocolatey anyway that that pepper is not even interfering with it.
2: Um, I'll give you a few more of these cigar movie moments. Uh, Best Smoke Under Pressure, Hugh Jackman and X-Men The Last Sand, Uh, When the World's Coming to an End. Is that the time for a good Cohiba? Apparently so, according <laughs> to Hugh Jackman. Uh, despite being under attack by missiles and killer robots, he takes the time to savor a really nice Robusto and actually catches the light of his smoke off of a burning car. Yes. So that's, nice. that's oh, nice. dedication. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the most matches, Edward G. Robinson and Fred McMurray in Double Indemnity. Really great classic movie. Um, well, Edward G. Robinson is often seen with a cigar. Uh, but in this film, he's apparently always in search of a light. <laughs> and uh, uh, Fred McMurray, his employee, obliges him with matches until the finale when he confesses to murder and awaits an ambulance. And then Robinson offers him a light. The tables have turned. And finally, best farewell to cigars? Gene Hackman in Crimson Tide. He's standing atop a nuclear submarine about to submerge. And he hands a cigar to Denzel Washington uh, and calling it a part of his qualification for command he says my last breath of polluted air for the next 65 days i'm going to miss it i don't trust air i can't see <laughs> <laughs> and with that we will take a break and be good. right back you are uh, checking out smoking and toasting show number 334 awesome oh, nice Welcome back. It's smoking and Toastin'. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, love those which things. all of us are smoking here because we are at Cigars International. I love the shows where we actually can smoke it's on the so show. Nice, so yeah, nice. We're at Cigars International in Conroe, Texas. There's also a location in Katy, uh, if you're in the greater Houston area. Uh, there's a location in Dallas and in Fort Worth and in San Antonio. You said a couple in Pennsylvania?
1: Uh, we got three in Pennsylvania, and we've got two in uh, Tampa.
2: In, in Tampa, okay, oh, Tampa. What a what a great cigar town that is. Oh so, yeah, absolutely, so, uh, super fun. Well, uh, visit them because it's quite an experience. Uh, if you're in any of those states, or visiting any of those states, uh, or if you're you know one of our locals here, uh, you got to come and try this because they're... Uh, Ian saw me when I first walked into the Humidor. It was just <laughs> it was total kid in a candy shop. There was so much in there that I haven't tried, and that's what really excites me about a Humidor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the when I'm in another city, I always try to go to one of their yeah. cigar shops Check and see what they might be carrying yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. I that I've not seen in my shops at home. So oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a uh, it, it's a lot of fun to do, and uh, it's it's totally fitting that we are sitting here enjoying great drinks, great cigars, and an episode of Drinking News. Drinking. Oh, wrong key. Oh, try it again. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time
0: for drinking news, drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, "Uh, I had to take my gator to the vet." Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news.
2: Cheers, y'all. That never gets old, by the way. It never gets old. I didn't know old. what I
1: was walking into on that one. Yeah, that, was, that was good. That, that turned out perfect. Uh,
0: I was like, okay. It's like, all right, here we go. Well, today's <laughs> drinking
2: today's news story reminds me of a favorite line from The Simpsons. Homer comes home from Moe's Bar, if I remember correctly, and he seems to be a little tipsy. So Marge asks him, Homer, have you been drinking? To which he immediately replies, No. Well, ten beers. (laughs) Just ten. As honest as Homer's admission to his wife may have been, it's probably not the best answer to give if you're being asked that by the police that have pulled you over. Yeah, not so much. But the man in our story today actually went one better. Wait, hold on, that's not correct. He actually went two better. We're talking, of course, as we so often do, about a Florida man... (laughs) Florida man. <laughs> a Florida man who confessed not only that, but much more, including tidbits about his personal life to the Palm Beach police. Oh, no. Cops witnessed. You, can't, the you man. can't give too much information. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I <to>. cops witnessed <laughs> the to man. Make sure they have the whole story. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so they saw him driving erratically, the police did, kind of like you might do if you had a flat front tire, because he actually did have a flat front tire, but he kept driving anyway. Before they could pull him over, the man stopped in the 4,100 block of Hood Road, and when officers approached the car, they found him sitting in the driver's seat, with the door open, and just kind of hanging haphazardly out of the vehicle. The policeman helped him right himself, and then, as they normally do, began to ask him questions. The Florida man had some difficulty forming answers, and his speech was very mumbled, but he still nonetheless was able to give the officers plenty of information. In fact, he proceeded to give them a little too much information. This is not good. <laughs> when asked if he'd been drinking, the, he 2 up Homer Simpson by admitting to officers that he had consumed 12 beers. Florida, <laughs> man... He then added that he hadn't eaten anything, but that he had also smoked quite a bit of marijuana.
0: Oh, <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, man.
2: This was clearly all of the information they, that the officers needed, but that didn't stop Florida man from oh, getting we, more personal oh, wow. and telling them that he'd had an argument with his girlfriend and she'd abandoned him. Oh, here it goes. And here had gotten a ride with one of her friends. When the officers asked him for her information, the man could not remember her number and could also not remember her last name. (laughs) Despite all of this, This the police... This is a long-term relationship, maybe? The police, who can be very creative, were somehow able to contact the girlfriend, and she told them she'd left him at the beach hours earlier and that he was messed up. (laughs) Although it is likely she didn't use the word messed. We just can't quote her verbatim here, thanks to the fact that we're now heard on broadcast radio. There are rules about these things, Mm -hmm. right? The Florida man refused to take part in a roadside sobriety test and was arrested for DUI. He later refused to provide a breath sample as well, but he did call his mother and apologize for his behavior. (laughs) Apparently, mom didn't take the news too well. Mom's gonna kill me. Because after hearing her response, the man let out a loud and long string of words that we are also not able to share with you, (laughs) thanks to regulations from the FCC. Yep. That's right. Florida man cussed out his mom. Oh, oh, which, you know, man. of uh, course don't, he don't did. Don't cuss out mom. Because <laughs> on, Florida. Florida man.
0: Florida man.
2: <laughs> well, now here at Drinking News, we totally understand that the man probably would have ultimately gone to jail even if he hadn't admitted things so freely to the police. But there's still no point in just out and out providing them with incriminating <laughs> information. You
0: do have the right okay. to remain silent. You yep. do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which is a right that I think Not enough people, you know, practice. (laughs) Uh, But in any case... I mean, there, 12 beers, too. I mean, that, that, yeah. that kind of yeah, loosens no, things loosen, up a little bit. Loosen the bit, tongue they, up know? a little bit. Yeah. Look, yeah. cops know when it's, you say, it's those. Yeah. I've <laughs> had one beer or two beers. They know you're <laughs> rounding down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> but, let's, but let's By be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you go ahead and say 12. Yeah. 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 Let's just uh, get it out <laughs> in the air. Let's just put it. Thinking about all of this. It's has, those last six beers. That's what it was. That's what caught up to it. Thinking about all of this has led us to put together a little list for you today in case this ever happens to you. Here are the top five things never to say to an officer of the law who's pulled you over. A little top five music there? Yeah, man. I like it. I got got you. Top five things never to say to an officer of the law who has pulled you over. Number five. No, I haven't been drinking and driving. I always stop before I take a swing. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Not for nothing, dude, but I pay your salary. Oh Oh, no. Not a great idea. That's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. No, sir, I wasn't at the bar. I was with your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. I swear to God I'll have your badge for this. (laughs) That works every time. Oh yeah. And the number one thing never to say to an officer of the law who has pulled you over, number one. Hold my beer and watch this.
0: <laughs> you know, Cruz, where was this list when I was 16? Could have come me out of a lot of trouble just hearing that. Like, <laughs> just, just knowing this just list. Just knowing that, you know.
2: Reporting live from Florida, where I've just told the officer not to call for the canine unit because I'm allergic to drug-sniffing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news.
0: This our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, so it wasn't last week's drinking news, but it wasn't bad, right? <laughs>
0: no, no, we're doing we're ah, well. Yeah, all
2: right, fair enough. All right, we are uh, in uh, one of my new favorite locations in the world, which mm. is Cigars International, Conroe, Texas. And we're enjoying... I'm still working on this Osner uh, family uh, smoke. You're still, I see, even though you're kind of down to the nub there, Ian. I am, you're but still I'm still working on I'm this. I'm not letting uh, it this this go, though, still. So I'm going to keep this one going. Gotta
0: keep it going. So
2: this is something that if you shop online at Cigars International or if you come to the store... This is something you'll find here that you won't find in other places. Well, I think I think there may be a couple of online places that do the Nicolibres, but I think they have a tendency to be affiliated with CI in some way. So absolutely, yeah. yeah so, uh, but in any case, the Nicolibre brand, which in and of itself is a wonderful thing, but the Libre bl- brand, uh, this this newest cigar in the line, has uh, been crafted by the folks at oliva and uh, uh honestly after smoking it i'm not sure why they didn't go uh ah, let's keep this one and do another one for the folks. this is pretty it's outrageous yeah that's pretty good it's yeah. just really really good and and so reasonably priced i think you said ian it's like, I
0: like six, six seven dollars $7. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like and yeah. it's lasted this entire show um
0: which is just about two hours i've been babying it a little bit mm-hmm. and i've had to uh touch it
2: up a little bit but i don't even care it's so good yeah it is delicious. And speaking of delicious, I have high hopes for our final beer today.
0: Oh, man. Wait till um, you try this. We've
2: had a number of beers from this particular brewery. They're based in Oklahoma City. Uh, they are called Prairie Artisan Ales. And I will tell you, this... I lived in Oklahoma City for about a year when I was in my 20s, and there wasn't anything Nothing as interesting. Like this. As uh, prairie arts and ales right. going on in the entire town. This is, when I was there, uh, this so. is our
0: pirate weekend stout, yep. aged in rum barrels with coconut, cacao nibs, and um, marshmallow flavor. Mm.
2: Yeah, and all that's a which a lot. Sounds pretty good. It's yep. a
0: lot to unpack. I gotta say. Yeah. It's sticky, it's ridiculous. Um, it's the color wow. of used motor oil and I absolutely is, love this. It is
2: also the consistency of used motor oil too. Mm-hmm. The mouthfeel It's got what I, was, very what I would what I would call a very present mouthfeel, yes. <laughs> uh, so where to begin with this? All of the things that you read from the label. Oh, you can they're, pick they're out all there. they're all here. They're but all there. But it is su- surprisingly
0: uh, drinkable. It's, now it's so rich and sticky that if you hold it between your teeth, it might stick them together like a Jolly Rancher.
2: Paul, when it comes to beer, are you uh, are you more of a lighter beer guy? Do you like the bigger beers? What's your favorite? I'm usually a
1: lighter beer guy. Mm-hmm. You know, usually I don't go for the stout, but this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this is this is one you know share with friends or I drink this going down the river. I don't
2: care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You know, I'm going to be in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be on a tube going down the river. You have a big family reunion. Try, try a barley wine <laughs> and a 6x60
0: six cigar. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of, just in honor of you. I'm telling because you, Because that's, how, yeah. you, that's yeah. how you roll. That's, that's how I roll. Yeah. That's how I float, yo. Yeah. That's how
2: I float, yo. I yeah.
0: <laughs> like that. I'm going to cash that one in. For, for anybody outside of Texas, we have these rivers in the east or the west side of uh, Texas that we go sit on inner tubes and float down a river for these four-hour trips, two mm-hmm. four-hour trips. Wow. Um, All right. Yeah. And it's absolutely um ridiculous and fun. You're just baking in the sun, smoking a cigar, sitting in an inner tube in a cold river. I mean, it is cold. It takes a little while to get in. And and you will you'll once you try to get in your tube, you'll flop around a little bit in that mm. cold water. Yeah. Yeah. But Cuz there's no way to ease into it. Like you can't mm. ease past the shorts, you know, like you would in a cold pool. Yeah, mm. you, know, you just got to jump in. Yeah, and, yeah. You're just jumping in and it <laughs> Uh, innies become outies and outies become <laughs> innies and all kinds of things happen it's a it's an experience but, you, you, but. you also like like the the experience also happens because you have your you have your float that you're in you have your inner tube that you're in but you have an inner tube separate that's tied to yours that has a cooler mm-hmm. stuck in the middle of yep. it so yep. you have your beer and everything with you at all times
2: i yeah. had a
1: friend of mine that had a a, a floaty that looked like a bobber uh, Cooler that looked like a bobber. A bobber? Yeah. yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> he <would> just <laughs> uh, was going along. He does his like own it. thing, yeah. I yeah, like
2: it. I like it. Thing. want to run down a quick list with you while we have some uh, cigar-friendly guys here. Uh, Cigar Aficionado released uh, a while back, just a month or two ago, a list of, and I love when they add these two words of urgency to any headline, a dozen high-scoring cigars to smoke right, right now. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, these were ones that scored really high on their um, – on their tasting panel, and I thought I'd run through these with you and, and see if you had any uh, thoughts about these. Since okay. obviously you guys, yeah, they really are
0: missing the clickbait on there. What it should say is, "These are a few cigars. We smoked a few of these cigars, and you won't believe what happened next." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It, if it, uh, if it's on um, Buzzfeed, yeah, that yeah. is exactly yeah. it's just yeah. a little hyphen yeah. Florida man. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> the, the first one they list is the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos number two, which is the Cameroon wrapper and. Uh, uh, I, you know i've always loved this cigar oh yeah, yeah. is brand this one cigar. that still sells is it like oh absolutely uh, yeah. So yeah it's still is, a, it's it's still still a consistent seller yeah is that
0: the one that comes with a tubo or is that am i thinking something else
2: no, no, no i don't no, think okay, that okay. one's a tubo uh. so they list the monte cristo number two now this is the cuban monte cristo i have one of these sitting oh, in my
0: yeah experience. this is so good
2: it is quite good obviously not one we can buy here at cigars international not brand, here uh but i know you can buy this one the padrone siri 1926 oh number two. Oh yeah hands oh, yeah. oh, down that's it's a so great $20 cigar, yeah. cigar yep. uh and the arturo fuente don carlos is a little under $15 the recommended price yep. uh, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a $20 cigar but i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say i believe it to be worth it
0: oh it's worth every penny of that $20 yeah. it, it is, is. It, it, yeah. it's Padron, so smooth yeah padrone yeah.
2: and
1: consistency go hand in hand yeah all the time yeah um
2: they also give us the Partiga Serie D number four, which is another Cuban cigar, oh, and one man. which you gifted me uh, yeah. uh, Those last are year. Fantastic! Absolutely, great, great absolutely. Are. I'm to
0: become your friends
2: for real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, wait. Maybe some Cubans. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I, I would be happy to accept you into our circle of friends, but you need to know that all of my friends get my suggested holiday gift list. And oh, we added okay. something to it today, which is one of these new Oliva cigars that's going to have the gold, smokable gold, on the okay. end. Uh, and it's, it's only 300 So <laughs> It's only but $300 but for, per only, cigar. Only, you only have to buy one. I that's, will not be greedy and ask for two. Uh, also on this list is the Ashton Panatella. Uh, they scored it 92 It's a $10 cigar. And they uh, say that you know just because there's so many uh, fatter and, and thicker yep. cigars uh, out there, don't sleep on that. I don't know that Panatella. I've ever smoked that particular one. Yeah. Uh, they also uh, list the La Gloria Cubana Classic Churchill. Yeah, which is oh, under yeah. $9. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the non Cuban La Gloria Cubana. And uh, it was uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo who was the original blender on yeah. this. So, Mr. E. P. Uh, yeah. Mr. EP. Yeah. And I love this one the New World Dorado Figurado from AJ Fernandez. That's very uh, good. Stick. Uh, this this is, came out. Yeah, this is his newest brand. Uh, I've not smoked this particular shape, but I've had the uh, Robustos, and mm. they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky Patel 60 Toro, Mm -hmm. great cigar. Oh, yeah, great San Andreas. Yeah, Yeah, great, great cigar. Uh, And so there's several others uh, on there that are all Cubans, but I wanted to pass along the ones that were uh, available for purchase right here at Cigars International. Absolutely. Which I'll be doing some of that purchasing in just a few minutes. But first, we have to take a break. Smoking a toast.
1: (laughs) In the beginning...
2: Welcome back and thank you for joining us for today's uh, This show was almost as much fun as last week This
0: is so good,
2: so fun uh, Last week was our big anniversary show And we had a ton of guests and a ton of bottles and cans and cigars being (laughs) passed around (laughs) And beer all over my ukulele Yeah, yeah, but it it was quite a show and it was and it was great fun. But today's show uh, has been recorded on location in uh, before a live studio audience uh, in uh, uh, Conroe, Texas, at the Cigars International Superstore. Uh, Paul, when did this shop open? This shop opened uh, almost exactly four months ago. Yep. So, uh, you know, you got a you got a pretty good crowd gathered in here for just like a mid afternoon of a weekday. And we've got know? a lot of regulars that come in yep.
1: every day, every other day.
2: Yeah, you know, we, we got uh,
1: plenty of groups that come in on a weekly basis. You know, we're building up a good customer base. Yeah. That's
2: nice. I'm trying to decide what I have enjoyed the most on today's show. The uh, the last beer, this uh, so wonderful uh, Pirate Weekend Stout from Prairie Artisan Ales is up there. I loved the... Uh, uh, the Lone Pint uh, Smash IPA. I thought yeah, I, it was fantastic. All the beer's good. I I, my
0: favorite is <laughs> definitely this last one, though. This but, is so good.
2: But then there was Templeton Rye.
0: Templeton Rye is so the tenured, good. Right? The 10 year so rye. So it's hard to go what? wrong with that, man.
2: It doesn't go badly with this either. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it true. probably wouldn't go badly with much of anything. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just wonderful. And I've really enjoyed this cigar. Uh, has stayed complex all the way down uh, to the nub. And I noticed Ian, you finally uh, yeah, mine top. was burning my fingers. Yeah, this one's and gonna uh, get I, had, I had I had to so. give it up. But I figured on our last on our very last
0: segment, I figured that was okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, guys, anything you want to tell us uh, special about? Um, something going on here uh things that you're adding to your inventory anything to, that you would want to encourage people Events. to come and check out yeah we're always adding on to our inventory
1: anything new that comes out we try to get in uh starting tomorrow we're going to be running a deal uh spend a hundred dollars get 25 dollars back plus a
2: free five pack that's no, going to run through friday and i Absolutely. love that you can do the five packs here like in person the way you do oh, in yeah. the catalog which Absolutely. is very cool yeah Definitely. very cool and i noticed that on the sign the buy six cigars uh, buy five, buy five get cigars, get the, the six yep. one free. Yep. And is that an ongoing all-the-time thing? That all is all the, the time. Yep. Wow. So every you got to love that. And obviously yeah. obviously, you can't pick the most expensive one as your freebie. But right. still, uh, okay. if you bought you know, five $20 cigars, mm-hmm. the $20, $20 six one would be free. Be free. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Got to love it. Well, this has been a blast. And I can tell you, Ian, I will most definitely be back. In fact, I think you and I should... When it gets cool, we should come and really enjoy cigars out on Let's that on patio. patio. Oh, yeah. it, looks like a it looks like yeah. a beautiful place. A really well-stocked full bar. You know, there are, there are some, uh, obviously, some uh, cigar lounges where they don't have a bar. You have to bring your own, which is fine. And then there are some that have a bar adjacent. But this is probably the best stocked bar I've seen oh, yeah. in a uh, in a great cigar beer lounge. selection on top of that. Uh, got plenty of to go places ask. to sit and enjoy cigars and uh, a pretty friendly and knowledgeable staff, uh, including. It was funny. I said to the uh, guy that checked me out inside the humidor when I bought the cigars. Uh, I said something about, uh, "Yeah, we're we're gonna get to smoke them right out here or whatever," and he said like I do all day at work. That's right. <laughs> and I said, yeah. That's, yep. the, beauty. That's the beauty of yeah, working. Yeah, it yeah. This has got to be nice. It, 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 is, a a, is, a it is a wonderful thing. thing. Well, guys, I've wanted to do a show at a CI store for a long time. In fact, we even thought about trying to plan a trip to Dallas yeah, or, yeah. Or, or something and do one there, but you guys finally built one a little closer to us, so we appreciate that. Yeah. No, um, we're, we're glad y'all came in. It was yeah. a pleasure to have y'all here. And, and we will be back. And to anyone who has been a customer of Cigars International online, I do recommend that you visit one of these stores because seeing it in person, there's nothing quite like it. Yes, that, no, you, that, you've got to experience it. That yeah. kid at Disney World moment when That's you walk it. in the uh, walk humidor in the, yeah. is really, yeah, yeah, really just a wonderful
0: thing. You know thing. how much time you spend clicking through page after page of cigars on the mm-hmm. website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing that in person. It's
2: pretty amazing. Yeah, and you can actually, like, pick them up, you know. Yeah. It's pretty oh, yeah. cool. yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for letting us do uh, uh, the show here. We appreciate it. We'd love to come back again and uh, smoke some more with you and talk yeah, cigars. Sounds good. And, 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 an and talk invitation. all of it. Uh, we're back in the studio next week, Ian. And then the week after, uh, I'm out and you're going to be hosting with a guest. I'm going to have uh, John Denman with me. Though, oh, I thought you were going to say a John Denver. Denver I think he passed away. Nah, I think he passed away.
0: Nah, I'm just propping up this guy. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a, a weekend be at Bernie's edition, right? you yeah. <laughs> there you go
0: of, uh, of no, John Demjan, he uh, he did the show with me one time before. Drink of Ages uh, is his gig, and um, he does uh, amongst other things. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I had so much fun with him last time. I reached out to him, so we're going to have we're going to have a great show. now well, it's uh, I will enjoy
2: taking a week off and getting to just sit back and listen. To then him. I have to do the well, yeah. well, well. Yes, you do. Start practicing, yeah, there you go. Right. folks. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of the program today. We encourage you to come out and visit CI Smiley behind me, and uh, have a wonderful week. Until we meet with you again, right here for show number three hundred and thirty-five of Smoking and Toasting. Have a great week and uh, cheers, cheers. all. Cheers,
1: thank
0: you.